Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Allison Sepinera. I almost said I'm Allison Sepinera. <laughs> switch it up because of the the routine of just like the voice i can i don't know i know um so today i was talking to allison and i was like you know i was just talking to a friend the other day and i was kind of talking about some of the things i do revolving around food and just food safety and she was like and i allowed her to laugh but she was just like kind of laughing at some of the stuff i do like she was like acting like how it was just so abnormal but to me it's so routine that i don't even think it's different you know i don't even think what i do is weird or odd or anything and it's kind of stuff i've done i, w- I but thinking back to it it's stuff i've done since i started having really bad anxiety but to me it doesn't bother me or cause like she almost felt bad for me but i was like it really doesn't cause me any like sadness or anxiety or stress. Like it's just so routine to me. So we're going to get into just talking a little bit about food anxiety in the sense of like food safety, foodborne illness, more of like phobia focused, I would say. Yeah, that sounds too to me when you mention more of that now, when it cut from like a, psycho- a psychological perspective, it sounds um, a little bit of like some obsessive or compulsive types of yes. behaviors too. Um, because I know we had an episode where I talked a little bit about my my um, concern with disordered eating that I have yes. with my body image and um, kind of closer on the range of eating disorders. That's not what we're talking about today, though. We're talking more about how there's certain compulsions that people have with food and certain phobias that people have with food. And maybe things will overlap. I don't know. But I really like it could. Said, yeah. you it know. could. You're right. I I think sometimes maybe these patterns are seen in people with eating disorders too, but I also think this definitely ties into my health anxiety, OCD tendencies for sure. Um, So I, let's see, I've always, I've always been kind of weird with meats. Like growing up, I remember 
just like, okay, I'm like really weird about the texture. Like I've always had kind of a texture issue with say like if I'm going to eat a steak, I almost want it burnt to a crisp. But people think that's so weird. Like I want my steak burnt. I want my salmon burnt. I want my chicken burnt basically. And like my husband will be up in arms. He's like, you are ruining the steak. You are. And I'm like, no, like he'll, he'll he's always like, just try a piece of mine. And I'm like, I'll, I'll try like a little bit. And he likes it almost just like so rare. It's almost purple. Yeah. So do I. And I'm like, <laughs> one, <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And sometimes he'll cut it and it is a little purple. And he's like, eh, oh, well. And to me, that's just like, I couldn't sleep that night if I did that. Like if I ate a steak that was almost purple or was purple, that would freak me out. What would you be like yeah. thinking about that would be keeping you awake? So here's the thing. I think that this all started for me in my undergrad because I am a dietitian and in my undergrad, I had to take a food safety and sanitation course. I had to get licensed actually right. on the side of things. So I was in my rota- rotations in school, I was seeing the backside of like kitchens, industrial kitchens and like, you know... I saw a lot of things a lot of people don't see. Like a lot of people just see a beautiful meal in front of them, but I was seeing like the backside of things and just all that goes into food safety and how important food safety is because of foodborne illnesses. And so I think also at this moment, literally this exact moment when I was in this course is when I started developing extreme panic attacks. Wow. It wasn't because of the course that developed the panic attacks, but I was just, I was in a lot of health centered classes in general being a dietitian, right? So but this was just one of the courses I was in. And I remember just like sitting in this class. I remember having an issue going to this class because I felt like every time I left this class, I was struggling with food because I learned too much. I knew right. too much and I learned too much. Right. And oh my God. This was even around the time when, I don't know if you remember this, but remember Bluebell had that insane recall? Bluebell ice cream? No. So Bluebell ice cream had listeria. It's a foodborne bacteria, foodborne yeah. illness bacteria or whatever. And it was like killing people. And then Chipotle had their thing. Yes, Do you remember that? that I remember. I was going to say there are so many other chains so that those, have had that. Those two happened. Those two big ones happened when I was also in this course. And so I'm like, okay. Oh my God. I'm like, food, is, food isn't safe. We are, we, we have to. And you know what? The funniest part is the Chipotle one actually ended up being their lettuce. So it's like, oh my gosh. I remember. Yeah, I have a thing with lettuce too. We'll get there, but that's, yeah. Really? Okay, so mm. I remember being like, well, crap. Ice cream, lettuce? Like, I was sitting here always being nervous about meat being cooked at a certain temperature internally, you know, because we learned all the temperatures of what everything has to be cooked to, blah, blah, blah. And my my dad and my husband are so nonchalant about it. Like, they'll, and maybe you're like this too. Maybe most people are like this, but if it's like, a day or two past the use by date, like they'll cook it. And like my mom was like, we did that growing up. Like sometimes the meat was just like a few days old and like we cooked it. And that's interesting. Me, really quick. Way. That's interesting because I don't know. I'm thinking to myself, like I've done that so many times with different types of food, but if it was meat, I don't think I would cook it if it was meat. Okay. So you wouldn't. I don't think if it was meat, if it was frozen, I've, I've frozen meat and meat, you can freeze meat up until like five months or something. So I've done that and de- de- th- like thought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I bought it and okay, it was even what the- you just said, even what you just said about that, that weirds me out. 
like I freezing can't. it for five months oh, and then eating it? Yes. I don't know what it is. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know for sure it's okay. And that thought won't leave my brain. So I can't do it. I'd rather just not eat it. The fact is though, with meat, for the most part, I mean, obviously no, if it's like really, really old, but like once you cook it, it's most likely 1000% safe. Like if you cook the meat, a lot of the, the illnesses with meat, isn't it like because the surface, like where you put it on the surface or if you don't care for it before you're cooking it? So you think that. Oh gosh. Okay. Wait, I don't know if I want to, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know this now. I mean, sometimes just like a cow can have just a certain bacteria. And I oh. mean, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is talking about rare. There are recalls every single day on brands. Right, 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 right. We don't, we don't often hear about it. Most of us will live our life and we will be perfectly fine. It's more, it's, it's kind of like health anxiety, Allison. When you start learning too much about illnesses, right? You right. start- thinking about them more. So it's like the more you know, the more scared you are. So it's one of those things where it's like, you can live your whole life worrying about, and I did. So that my, my point is, is at one point in time, I this during this course, I drove myself nuts. And the saddest part is, I was in a such a weird place where I would almost only be okay eating like something that came out of a package with an, with a date on it. Like, you mean like something process- processed? Like, processed. Processed. Yep. Which also, by the way, is horrible pro- for you. But also can go through a process in the factory that can also create Absolutely. sicknesses. Absolutely. So I, I just had this weird, it was wow. like almost like doing this certain routine of things made it okay for my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when people with yeah. anxiety create patterns that just they aren't, they don't make any logical sense, but it gets them through the day. So that's why that's why my brain initially went to like OCD because you know yes. there's certain obsessions and then people will become have certain compulsions that maybe they won't or like maybe more of a safety behavior you know mm-hmm. like they'll avoid certain things as a safety behavior because they think they're safer if they don't do it or something I don't that's, know yeah Being and I think I, I think I was like that with with the meats and stuff and even vegetables I mean like if it was like slightly mushy or like and you know like vegetables a lot of times they're going to have little cuts in them or dents or little spots that you know a perfect vegetable vegetable should actually concern us that means that it has so many chemicals sprayed on it it was completely protected by the environment of any insects animals and bugs right that should freak us out too Right. So, um, it, you know, it's just also one of those things of educating yourself on that because I, at that time, was so weird about food. And I I don't remember how that part actually ever got better, but I also, like, didn't trust other people cooking my food. I was I was obsessively taking the internal temperature of meats and, and then avoiding meat for a long time, which nutritionally deficient was really bad when I got my labs done. I mean, I was like – my ferritin was low, which is like your iron storage. So like you only get heme iron from from meats. It's the only source really. I mean, there's lentils and stuff, but it's just it, – that was a very weird time for me. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And also during this time, I had a weird thing, which I don't know how this one connects with that, but of – of a, of a restaurant, like just accidentally putting a drug in my food or per, or purposely. And my husband would be like, why would someone do that to you? And well, I couldn't logically think of why. 
what but kind I just of had, drug what do you mean just like anything i don't know i had this like weird thing that like oh maybe they were doing like a line of cocaine or something and a little speck of fentanyl fell in my food wow. and i mean just okay. very like odd yeah intrusive but sh- powerful thoughts like these thoughts were like strong like there was this yeah. one time my husband and i in college went to um oh my gosh what's the place called oh this is gonna in missouri oh my god is it like a well, chain it's well known no it's uh, hang on it's this is gonna kill this it's where um jeopardy Oh my gosh, it's in Missouri. If you're listening, you know of a place a lot of people I know someone go to in, their, in Missouri. Someone, someone working Somebody's in their car is right like, now. it's this. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah it's ahead. like Broken Bow. Okay. Uh, anyways, we went there. It's this cool little town, blah, blah, blah. And we went to this restaurant. And I remember, you know how they give you like water glasses and usually water glasses are clear. But like yeah. some restaurants will have like a f- like little fancy water glass. This was like blue. So you couldn't fully see through the – like you couldn't see the water clearly. The water looked like a blue, navy blue mm-hmm. tint. Anyways, yeah. on the top of my water, I remember just – there was like this like film almost. Like it was like – it was shiny and I was like, oh. And it was after I drank some of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, something's in my water. Oh, no. And I – this was when my panic attacks were so bad. And I could not let go of that thought. And it was almost like my brain convinced myself I was on drugs. Like I remember just like I my, my hands and feet went tingly. I felt like I was going to pass out. My heart was racing. I mean, it obviously triggered a panic attack. That was a panic attack. But it was so real to me. And my, I remember my husband being like, Oh my gosh, like and he he like took a sip of the water to make me feel better, but like I was just so convinced that there was something in my water. Probably come to find out it was like uh grease or something that was on like this like you know like if you get like butter, like bread and butter or like something and it like can cause it or olive oil or something, I don't know. But it spiraled me and it was so crazy how during that time I had such a weird thing with like food and like food facilities and stuff. And was it like the same? Was the fear what about this food fear? Was it was it the same type of root fear of like dying with your other health stuff? So I think around I think yeah, getting getting really sick was the one with I would say with uh, the food sanitation, like meat being cooked properly, foods being eaten during proper expiration dates and like, stuff like that. Okay. That was a fear like of like illness, obviously, and then really death sick. from illness. Yeah. And then I think the drugging thing, I think that was from just, you know, at that moment I had, I was just coming off of like my long-term use of Adderall and Vyvanse. And I think I was just like so scared of medication at that time in yeah. my life that I, I I was just so terrified of pills or anything being put in my food. Like I just didn't want to ever feel that way again because, you know, Adderall and Vyvanse makes you feel a little speedy. And so I yeah. think I just had a really weird – I truly think in this moment too I was dealing with, with a, a case of psychosis. Like really looking back at it, like I was so – I was so gone in my yeah. like mind. Like that – something so irrational was so serious to me and – my poor husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, like he probably was just like, what is going on? You know, like, well, and the truth is, you know, there was so much in your life that was happening that made you feel so out of control that food is something that we can control. 
right? So Mm -hmm. that is kind of where there's a little bit of an overlap when it comes to like eating disorders and not diagnosing. I'm not saying anything about that, but there is um, this sense of control that makes us on the short term with all of these types of behaviors. Like it, it just gives us that when we feel out of control in other parts of our life. So, you know, it, it makes sense that maybe you were so hyper-focused on that feeling so out of control in other parts of your life that like food was something that you could control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that that was just a very weird time. And then the, you know, just the weirdest part of being in while you're in a food safety and sanitation class, you're also going to human biology, uh, I mean, human anatomy and physiology, the next period. And then the next class, you're going to biochemistry to learn about how everything in your body basically works and how you need, you know, it was just, that's a lot for a person to anybody in the medical field who deals with extreme health anxiety. It's just, it's really, really tough. And that was a very hard time in my life. But once I got through that, so that was that season of life and that lasted for for quite a bit. But once I got through that, I got a lot better with food and just being okay with it. But for the longest time, I could not do, you know, all those things started coming out, Uber Eats, DoorDash, uh, Postmates. Yeah. Hold on really quick. Before you get to that part of the story, you don't remember how you started like helping yourself through it? No, no, no. When my anxiety started getting better. I I truly feel I was in a form of – I feel I was in a form of psychosis. I was just so, so irrational every day. So things started getting better just in general, not just Just with the food. Just you. Right. Okay. Okay. Just in general. And, you know, I I still am very – very big on expiration dates, meats being properly sourced and cooked. Like I get very weird with places that if they do just like fast production of meats, you know, like, like I fast can't food. do fast food meats. That freaks me out. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. So I, I do still have that. But see, to me, that's like not – it doesn't stress me out. I just don't do it. So – Well, in all fairness – a lot of those mass-produced meats are not necessarily like they're meat, but they're not like good. There's yes. so many other things going into what it's actually producing, which is why the fast food meats are really not good. Like I did, I did read or fast food nation. Like I did read a lot of stuff about like certain mass produced and that all is definitely not. Did that freak you out once disgusting. you read that? You know, mm, it didn't not like in the way that you're describing it, mm-hmm. but fast food 100%, I will not really eat the meats in fast food. No. Sometimes unless it's like Shake Shack, you know, there's more there's there's fast food now quote unquote making quotes um that isn't like McDonald's and Burger King anymore. It's actually like better and you know what ingredients are in it now, like a Shake Shack is actually really good meats and fresh ingredients versus like a McDonald's, which is like yeah. pink, pink slime. That's like all I remember hearing <laughs> yeah, oh, when no, I saw that no, movie no, no, was no, no, pink no. slime. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You guys so- are triggered by this at all. Do not look up pink slime. 
Okay, stop. Yeah, just just don't do it. Um, but it, but hang on. At least we're scared of fast food and not like vegetables. You know, it could be worse. So yeah, I wouldn't. Here's the thing. I wouldn't say I'm like I said that I'm not. I don't have like a phobia. I'm not like so scared. If there's a Big Mac in front of me, I'll take a couple bites. But for yeah. me, it's more of knowing my GI, not being scared yeah. of the meat. I just know my IBS and stuff with all of those ingredients are going to make me feel sick. It's not really like just the meat. It's like fast food, the word, and like the place, you know, like the grease and even like the fries. That's more of of like I don't want to feel like that, you know? And so that's probably with the meat. That's what you connect to with feeling like that for you. It's like the meat maybe, you know? Anyway, Mm -hmm. get back to your Uber Eats, what you were going to say about the Uber Eats. So – Okay. So, you know, my anxiety started getting better. I stopped having panic attacks. And I feel like with that came just like more, you know, when your nervous system is just more regulated, your thoughts are more regulated. You're not in such an irrational mindset because that's what all those thoughts were. They were very irrational. None of it was right or valid. And once I got to that better mindset, you know, I think it was, when do you think like those delivery services became huge? What would you say? Like 2000. 18. So Grubhub was the very first Grubhub. really big one, right? Grubhub. Yes. So what year did you say? Like I would say 2018. Oh. When it became big. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, like when do you, like, you remember when like a ton of restaurants were on the app and you felt like you just had access to delivery from one app? I felt like that was around like Probably like maybe 16. When did apps come out, right? Like 16? That's true. 2016, true. Maybe like 17? Maybe 2016, 17. Yeah. I would say something around there. So I wasn't utilizing those. And I remember all my friends were like Postmating and like uh, DoorDash or maybe DoorDash wasn't there yet, but like Uber Eats. I don't even know if Uber Eats was. I think it was like Postmates and Grubhub or Huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So my friends were all doing all that. And I remember even just like I never got anything delivered. It weirded me out. It weirded me out that there was this person who was taking my meal from a restaurant into their random car all by themselves <laughs> and to my house. Like I just like Oh my god, I they're couldn't... like touching you for your food. But I guess you don't know. Are they going See, into that's your food? The thing. And, yeah. That's the thing. I my little thoughts, my little intrusive thoughts, just imagine these people just digging all in my bag and like touching up all my stuff. And like, what if they were just having a bad day? And like, I was the victim, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Uh, I don't know. The what ifs, Uh uh-huh. The what ifs, the what ifs. So I didn't do any delivery for the longest time. And then come COVID, you know, uh, safety seals became a thing. And so- Right, yeah. On foods, you know, which- I think it's a good thing. My friend laughs at me. She was like, I didn't even know what a safety seal, seal was until you started talking to me about this. And I'm like, really? Like, you don't notice, like, sometimes your food shows up and it has those stickers that's like, is if this has been broken off your bag, it's been tampered with. I'm like, you don't notice that? And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, I literally only order from places where I know a safety seal comes on the back. I was just going to say, there's some there's places that don't have that anymore. There's places that don't. No. no. Yeah, you're right. But- she died laughing. And to me, that was like, that's so normal. Like that's, that's just what I do. Like, it's not something I stress about, but it's like, I have my little rotation of restaurants if I'm going to order on an app. And the, the funny part about it is they all have safety seals. And she just died laughing. And she was like, Taylor, what? She was like, that has never crossed my mind. Like, what do you think they're going to do? And I'm like, 
that's the issue. I don't know what they're going to do to my food and I don't want to know. <laughs> it's my food and I don't want it touched. And then oh, I go, no. I was told her, I said, and you know, on DoorDash, so, you well, can even. just happened. He just froze. Okay. We had a little bit of technical Hello? difficulties, but what I was trying to say is that um, the other thing that DoorDash actually has is you can actually watch your driver and this is another odd thing I'd have. Not watch them, like physically watch them, but you could, their car, it like shows what direction they took okay. to get to your house. Well, I also have this like weird thing of like they're detouring. Like where are you going? Yes. Like why are yes. you detouring with my food? Like if you go just like park in some parking lot, what are you doing with my food? And my friend also died laughing at that too. She goes, right. where do you think they're taking – what oh, do you yeah, think they're like – happening again. Where are they going – did you know 75% of American adults are deficient in magnesium, a mineral that's essential to hundreds of functions in the body? Ned's Mellow Magnesium was designed to address the fundamental imbalances that come with our modern lives. It helps to empower your natural-born ability to thrive as a human being. And yes, there are immediate benefits I have noticed since starting magnesium such as less stress, better sleep, less inflammation, and less pain. Mellow Magnesium is a powerful daily super blend that contains three forms of chelated magnesium, GABA, L-thionine, amino acids, and over 70 trace minerals. This combination can help improve sleep, reduce stress, increase energy, elevate mood, boost gut microbiome, and strengthen immunity, something we all need right now. What I love most about Ned's products is their full transparency and their complete sharing of all third-party lab reports on their supplements posted on their website for everyone to view. Not to mention, Ned's products have over 5,000 five-star reviews. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code ANXIETYCHICKS. Go to helloned.com slash anxietychicks or enter code ANXIETYCHICKS at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash anxiety chicks to get 15% off. Okay, listen up, you guys. If you want to know the secret to healing your anxiety, one thing I've talked about on this podcast over and over again, probably in every episode, because it's one of the best tools in my healing toolkit, is breath work. And when I tell you how much I love the open app and how much of a difference it's made to my daily breathwork practice, it's going to blow your mind. It has made it so easy to fit my wellness routine of breathwork into my daily life. And you know that breathwork is the quickest way to shift your state and improve your mood, especially when you're kind of having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Breathwork is what really is going to regulate your nervous system and activate that parasympathetic part of your nervous system again. And the best thing is, is that you really just need about five minutes a day to practice breathwork. So let me explain a little bit more about how the open app works. So the open method is simple and it's in the app and it combines breathwork, meditation, and fitness. And the best part is, is that the open app has this badass community and has all of these people that are basically doing it together. So meditating, doing breath work, and 
I always talk about community. I mean, that's another thing that I love. That's why I started my Anxiety Healer page. And community is just a huge part of this app. And you can just tell that everyone on the app is committed to their own personal growth as well. So you can share in that with them. And honestly, it took me so long to find a better way to practice breath work. I usually would go on to like YouTube and just type in breath work for anxiety. And I'd be like, okay, today, here's what I guess I'm going to do. It would take me honestly like a half hour to 45 minutes sometimes to find a breath work video. And now I just go on to my open app and it has all different types of breath work that you're looking for five minutes a day. And it's set up for you. It's right there. And then also their meditations are right there. So I just go and do my meditations right after that. Um, the meditations actually I've been using to fall asleep too, which has been amazing. Um, gosh, within like 10 minutes or something, I'm asleep. So honestly, my only regret is not starting the open app sooner. Let me just tell you, it's going to change your life. If you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days free of open by visiting withopen.com slash anxiety chicks. Again, 30 days free by visiting withopen.com slash anxiety chicks. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Um, Allison's actually in some random pod and some oh, and there's some nice ladies walking by. <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to get a different location because I have cleaners at my place. But anyway, okay. So you're talking about the DoorDash guy. You can see the, him. The, yes. So the DoorDash, there's a DoorDash future feature where you can actually see them like taking picking up the food from that restaurant and the route they took to get to your house and my friend also just started dying laughing when i told her sometimes i'll like check their route like to see like which way they went to take to get to my house and like if they took any detours and she's like taylor what do you mean like what do you mean any detours where are they wanting to go with your food and i was like you never know if they like pull into a parking lot and just like go have a nibble or something oh my and god she she died laughing and and it also the drug thing like just a weird thing of like say someone's doing drugs in their car and it accidentally slips into my food i don't know oh, there's the very drug irrational thing. very that- odd thinking that will probably never happen but you never know and someone told me to absolutely stay off of reddit of searching oh. like stories they said they said God. you'll never order delivery again and i said well no worries i only order safety safety seal restaurants anyways okay. and <laughs> so then the last thing I do and she just she just lost it on this one I said you know and sometimes I'll even like if the when the food's about to get delivered you can see them through my ring camera I can watch them put it on my doorstep and if they act like sketchy dropping it off or like they try and hide their face or something you know like if they're going to drop the food off at my front door 
and they drop it off and they're okay with their face being shown on my ring camera. They probably didn't do anything weird to my food. Right. But if they're being sketchy, hiding face, run, dropping it and running, you know, like you, you can't trust that. And she goes, well, Taylor, what would you do if someone dropped the food and ran? And I said, that would be my husband's dinner for the night. <laughs> and she died laughing. She she just like can't – she just could not understand like the the patterns I have in my brain of things that have to like go together. And she goes, that – but she also like she wasn't just laughing. She also felt bad. She goes, "That sounds so stressful." Like she was like, "I, that's a lot, Taylor." And I was like, "But it's not to me. It's so routine, and it makes it to where I'm able to eat the food. Why would I? Why would I stress myself out more by not following these routines and then being like, ooh, I don't know, you know?" Yeah, I, know. I mean, so, the truth is, it's not affecting your life. You're it's not, not affecting like, my life. Affected there you go. by it, but you know. Yeah. It is not- odd patterns and it's probably OCD in a sense, but it's like you said, it's not affecting my life because she was acting all like, I feel so bad for you. Like, I feel bad that you have to deal with that. And I'm like, you really don't have to feel bad for me. It really doesn't like take up any of like time I don't have. And I'm checking the camera maybe like every couple times, but you know- I- Maybe yeah. the worst thing is I'm not trying new restaurants because I'm only ordering from the certain ones I know how my food is delivered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about the delivery thing, not really the other stuff. Because the delivery thing is like not really – it doesn't really affect your like You yeah. don't need to have delivery ever again. It's not like, okay. Right. It's but, a first world it, problem, right? Yeah, exactly. But when it comes to like – going out to eat and all of that. I mean, I think the thing that it could be is like a slippery slope for some people. Yes. So it could totally affect and consume your mind. It might not be noticeable so much to other people or, you know, but it could be a slippery slope when it comes to that. And, And if your brain starts going into that pattern again, right? You know, so especially if you've had problems with that in the past or anyone that's listening that's struggled with disordered eating or any type of that, it's, it's, um, you know, it could be, it's just important to, to recognize when it might start getting more compulsive, right. Or obsessive like that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, even thinking about that, you could, the thing is, you could create any scenario in your brain. I mean, this is what anxiety is. You literally mm-hmm. could create anything horrible that's going to happen right now. You could just be like, that's what happened. That's going to happen. I know it when you have no proof or idea of anything of that actually happening, right? I mean, you're literally, your brain is trying to create this narrative for you that something really scary is happening because this guy has her food. When, right. when, and this is the work that I do with cognitive behavioral therapy is like how you challenge that is you say like, what are, what is the risk? Like, what is really the odds of things happening? What are the facts? It's almost, it's almost like the fear of flying, right? Like how many people mm-hmm. get food delivered every single day? Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine, right? How 100%. many people fly on a plane every single day? Perfectly fine. It's those little, just odd thoughts that just consume and you have to work through them and being like and like my husband said to me once that like really helped he goes people who do drugs don't want to waste their drugs on your food they if they're they're buying drugs they bought those drugs for themselves like he was like he goes what would they get out of drugging you and i go i (laughs) you never know (laughs) but like when when you really think about it 
what would they like? Why would they want to drug your food? So that one, yeah, I can work through. But like, you never know if someone gets a little hungry, you know, if they just want a little snack from my bag. And like, I'm not, I don't want to share. I don't want this guy holding my sandwich, taking a little piece of turkey out. Okay. Okay. Like, now, is there, is there a specific, okay, we talked a little bit about meats, but you, you will eat meats now, but they have to be cooked really well, right? Yes. I like things well done. Okay. Is there any food that you will not try? Like you will not, like I am not eating that. <sighs> So like, well, you have sushi or oysters that's or something. The thing. So, so I love sushi, but okay. certain fish I can't eat. And if it's like sashimi, I can't do sashimi. Okay. But is that because you just don't, is it like the texture yeah, freaks, thing? No, or, it freaks me out. Or is it, it freaks me out. so you're scared of getting sick from that, yeah. but not scared of getting sick from like a sushi roll? No, like if there's a little bit of like spicy tuna in it, I can do it for some reason. It's something about just like that big piece of just like some raw tuna. I mean, some raw fish just on top of a little bit of rice, like a big piece of it. Like, I don't know. And trust me, Allison, it's not logical. Nothing I'm saying right now is logical. Of course. I know. My, my psychology brain is like I know. Your face right is now. like, your, your face to, is like, wait, what? to analyze this. So interesting. <laughs> but I'm sure there's like so much that people listening don't know about maybe your experience when you were young. And so, yeah. I mean, there's so many different experiences that contribute to this, these types of fears. But, but you oh, will I mean, eat sushi. It blows- so, that's funny because sushi's raw. It's raw fish. But I don't but eat a lot eat. of it. I'll do like a bit of spicy tuna mix. Okay. Like in a roll. It's so odd, Allison. I know. But what was I going to say? I was going to say another type of food. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, no. How people can get like smoothies and like drinks delivered to their house. Those people blow my mind. Like oh. I, that would be my biggest fear. A, a drink that just shows up to your front door. They could have just taken a little sip. Do you know what I – that's so funny. Do the you last, do that? Yes. Let me tell you. And people might be like, it's so delicious. So I talked about Shake Shack before. That's like my – Shake yeah. Shack want to sponsor us because I'm obsessed with it. Um because even their del- their fries delivered are still so crisp and good. And I don't know mm-hmm. how they do it. But even when I get delivery, their fries are so crisp still. And their burger, oh my gosh, so good. But then sometimes I will get their black and white milkshake. And I've got Okay, wait. Oh my God, wait. it's delicious. I feel, like safety- I feel like Shake Shack would have a safety seal on their bag. However, their shake is probably not in a bag. And that, just thing, that thing is sitting in someone's cup holder oh. and shows up to your front door. I don't think they have a safety seal. I don't even look for safety seals, but Allison, so that, that shake, that shake just shows up on your front door from someone's cup holder. So what? I'm fine. What if they took a little sip? So what? <laughs> no. Wait a second. No. What is the worst thing that could happen if someone takes no. a sip of your drink? No, 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 no. I can't even have friends drink, sip after me. Okay, so I'm curious. What's the worst thing that would happen? That's what germs. The, what about? Ugh. So what about germs? I'm a, what I'm would a germ happen? Phobe. I don't know. Just what would gross. Ha- What is the like worst a, thing that, that would happen? Nausea. Like I would get nauseous thinking right? about someone else's okay, saliva. Okay, so you might get someone's like like virus. Oh no. Oh, I'm disgusted. I know, but you people get so it's it's. Yeah, this is very interesting because I bet so many people can relate to you. I mean, I can too. I don't want to be sick either. Um, but there are a lot of – like I remember this. the one – there's one thing that happened about 
two two months ago, and my health anxiety was definitely for the next couple of days after that was pretty bad. If it was like 10 or 15 years ago, I would have been in like a dark space for like three weeks. But I've actually, because I've been doing so well. So I went to the movies. I went to see the Eras Tour movie with like my niece and one of her friends. And during the movie, her friends started feeling really sick. And before we got to the movie, her mom had said that her sister had had this stomach virus like two days before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, whatever. And she's like, yeah, hopefully like we don't get it. I'm like, oh my God. So I like didn't want to sit that close to her, but she was like this 10 year old girl. She's like, oh, I don't feel well. She starts not feeling well. Her stomach's not feeling well. And I'm like, oh my God, what? My sister like takes her to the bathroom. She's, you know, just like, she's poops or something. And so she make it through the movie and she's like, okay. And I remember, and then her mom, her mom, like later that day is like, Hey, I just want to let you know, she's been like throwing up and I'm so sorry. I think she has the virus. And I'm like, Oh my God, I think I took a sip of her sip of her no. soda. I literally took a sip of her water. I t- I shared a water with her and I'm like, oh. oh my God, for like a couple hours. I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell? Oh my God, what's going to happen? And then all of like, a sudden you're nauseous feeling. No, but and, then yeah. I literally was like, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. I got a virus, whatever. Yeah. So I get a virus for two days. She's fine. She literally got it for a day. Yeah. And, you know, my stomach is the biggest trigger for me anyway. But honestly, I'm so much better now because I've worked through a lot of that fear of like throwing up and getting sick. But it can really send you into spiral. And I wonder if you're just like your brain automatically goes to this, like being scared of being sick. But when it really comes to it, it's like, what is the worst thing if you get like a virus or something like because someone takes a sip from your drink, you're not going to die. I think it's like, okay, so that Shake Shack shake, right, is so yummy. It's so good, right? Yeah. The thought of somebody putting their mouth all over it ruins that shake for me just because of the image, like the the saliva, the thought of saliva being in it, like that alone, it takes that enjoyment of that shake out of it for me. So it's like I would rather just not have the shake or I'd rather go just like pick it up myself. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those things. I don't know. It's, it's definitely OCD. It's definitely, but it doesn't, here's the thing. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't make life hard on me. I'm not like so weird that I'm causing stress for other people. I just will never have a drink delivered to my door. And that's first world problems anyways, getting delivery. Right. Um, and it's better than how I used to be. And so that's progress, right? <laughs> 100 percent i i I think it's progress i think you know there's obviously i think layers that you can uncover if you were ever to get some type of counseling for this right where you could help yourself through that and maybe enjoy certain foods more um but i think it's really hard when you when you have this type of brain to really fully enjoy an experience at a restaurant or really enjoy an experience with food. I mean, some people just love it. They don't, you know, some people it's an experience for them. And I, that's, that's me, you know, for certain things. But, um, I was, I was talking about lettuce earlier. Right. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing for me. Even when I buy it myself, I have to like wash each little lettuce. I, literally look at it. I don't really eat any that's brown. I want to make sure I wash it really well. And I don't really buy it that much because I just have heard so much about lettuce and salmonella or listeria, whatever it is, whichever one it is. Um, So, and when there's like a choice to get lettuce on sandwiches or stuff like that, I 
like if it's at a really cheap place, I won't get lettuce. So in my brain, it's like, oh, this place is nicer. Their lettuce, they'll take care of their lettuce, but that's not always the case. Um, and sometimes I'll avoid, I really want a salad, but I'm like, oh, I don't know about a salad at this place. You know, I might just not get a salad. So like the lettuce thing for me definitely is up there. Um, huh. Definitely worse than meats. <laughs> I can eat. Yeah. I, you know, with steak, it's so interesting. I, it, I don't know. I love like the rare of the steak. It can't be too rare. That's true. If it's like purple, I can't. No. If it's like mm-hmm. m- mooing. But um, it's just so good when you just cut it with a butter knife. It's delicious. Like the taste is so good. But I think that it is important to recognize, you know, what when it comes to the meat, like what kind of meat to be informed about the meat, right? Like you want to be informed about the meat. You want to know that when chicken, it's for chicken, it's important that it's 165 degrees, you know, internally. But when you're out somewhere, you want to make sure it's cooked. I mean, the the fact is we're we're talking about this, but you have to remember there's always going to be things that happen. There's always going to be risks you take with anything. There's only things that happen, but no restaurant wants this to ever happen to their food. They don't want this to ever get out. Like no restaurant or place ever wants to like have something like Chipotle happen to them, even though Chipotle's Chipotle's made a comeback. But like after this type of thing happens, it's like, I always think about it as, okay, people are so scared to eat there, so scared to eat there. But after that happened with Chipotle, it was probably the safest to eat there ever because they're so on top of everything right after it happened. That's probably the safest time to eat at Chipotle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) But also restaurants, of course, like there might be some things that happen very rarely, but they, that's why we have like a food and drug administration and like the, um, who are the people that it's the inspection people that come in? I mean, they want to make it something as best as they can, but of course there's going to be outliers and whatever you learned in your class, which I actually don't even want to (laughs) know. Yeah. I think that, I think that there's a lot of safety and regulations put into a lot of things and there's really not much to be scared of. And we, it's, it's truly just the irrational mind that takes over and leads to these thoughts that most people go out to eat or get food delivered every single day and they're okay. And that's the reality. 100%. Yeah. But I think it is real that this is happening for a lot of people in the back yes. of their mind. And whether it's related to health anxiety or generalized anxiety or people have disordered eating or, you know, there's, there's a lot of layers. Um, I think, you know, a huge part of if it is affecting your daily life, or you want to just really work on enjoying yourself when you're out and going and trying new places, you have to work work on changing changing the thought process, right? I'm always going to talk about doing cognitive therapy because like we talked about with you, it's all perception. There's all something in your brain that's telling you that it's dangerous. And it's not. You're literally creating a narrative in your mind and the high, high percentage that it's not dangerous, right? So mm-hmm. that's anxiety. You want to live your life like with that one, 2% in your brain all the time and make decisions based on that 2% or do you want to like live your life? So 
that's I'll get off my soapbox now, but that's my. Uh, did well, your family? Can I just ask really quick before we go? Did your family have things with food too at all? Did you grow up with having picky? I don't know your parents or your sibling like having pickiness. Oh, my, my parents are just very healthy. Like they're very good, not good and bad for food. They just like are very big on like health. Like they don't eat fast food. They like what they eat, most people wouldn't eat. So I think that I I did grow up with that, but never like picky. I wouldn't say either of them are picky. So you were, so there was, there were like standard meals growing up when you were little, like what you were offered there. You weren't like going out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there could be there could be more to unpack there. I would say there could but. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I like this convo. Uh, so I hope everyone wasn't too. Tri- I feel like there could be people that might be triggered by it a little bit, but we'll put a trigger warning. And um, th- remember, this is just like conversation. I think if this is something that you really feel like you're struggling with, please reach out for professional help or, mm-hmm. or DM me and I'll let you know. I'll give you some resources and where you can go to get some extra help if you feel like this is really kind of overcoming um, or you're, this is really like, I don't know what the word is, but it's like overpowering. It's like overpowering mm-hmm. for you um, because you don't want that. And you can get through it. And you're living your daily life now, Taylor. Yes, I am. I truly am. Like, that's what I was telling my friend. I was like, I'm okay. I promise. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. Well, good convo. We'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.